right, all right, all right, Leadheads. Welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 316. Gave you guys a week off, so I hope you took advantage of that and went back and listened to some past episodes, got caught up, get involved with uh, some of our remaining giveaways that we're doing for our 300th episode giveaway celebration. Uh, We've got that suppressor still coming up. We've got another Glock $75 gift code that we're going to be giving away. And then, of course, uh, we've got some X-Steel Target gongs. And the big one, Keltec Weapons, has put up a CP33 22-long pistol that'll hold 33 rounds of 22 long That's right. Uh, we still haven't announced how you need to take part in that or the gongs or that last Glock $75 gift code. Uh, but those are coming up. So just know that those are still up for grabs. And uh, we're going to be giving you details on how to participate and win awesome stuff from Talking Lead, our sponsors, and friends of the show. So like I said, I took a week off. Uh, I've been traveling. Uh, you guys that follow me on social media know that we were in Maryland. We were at the 25th Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association we were at their, it's biennial, they have it at once every two years, national conference. And we went to that uh, two years ago when it was in St. Louis, and they invited us back uh, for the one this year, and it was a really good time. We've got some great interviews from that, and we're going to kick those off here in just a little bit. But we want to make sure that you guys go and support those that make this show possible, our sponsors of the show, Modern Spartan Systems. For all your gun cleaning and lubrication needs, check out Modern Spartan Systems at ModernSpartanSystems.com. We've given away two of their starter kits that had their copper and carbon destroyers, their accuracy oil, the grease, and we gave away a big bottle of the TVT engine oil additive also uh, with that. So we gave those away, but uh, you guys can still go to Modern Spartan Systems and use that discount code TLCP15, and uh, you're going to get 15% off your order, and they're going to donate an additional 15% of that purchase is going to go to Camp Patriot, thus the code TL for Talking Lead CP for Camp Patriot, and then the 15% discount. So go there, use that code, get yourself some of that TVT engine oil additive, You're going to be glad you did. Your vehicles and anything with an engine is going to be glad that you did. And then, of course, all their other line of awesome products with the accuracy oil and the uh, the gun cleaning products there. ModernSpartanSystems.com. Keltec Weapons. Go to KeltecWeapons.com. They just released a new pistol. There's another 22 long that they released. Adding to their 22 family of pistols. It's the P-17. It's a 22 long rifle compact. So if you're in the market for a 17-round compact 22 LR pistol with more bells and whistles than a Christmas Day parade, then the P-17 is definitely for you. Oh, and get this. It's got an MSRP of $199. So that's MSRP. So you know you go to your local gun store and it's going to be less than that. Of course, these these Keltecs, you know, they're hot items and they sell quick. So you got to get there before they sell out. Pretty cool stuff. You know, add that to their uh, CP33, their PMR30, their PLR22 that they've got. Uh, They've got a really nice line 
of affordable firearms that you can go out, plink with, have a good time, and not bust the bank with these guns. The CP33, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be giving one of those away. So stay tuned. We're going to give you details on uh, what you got to do to have a chance at that. So we've got some awesome interviews that I want to get into. Uh, we did several interviews, like I said, and I'm going to break this show up into a part one and a part two. So we're going to get uh, a, few of the, a few of the interviews in this episode, and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to break it up, and then episode 317, we'll continue those. But uh, we've got, and you want to listen because we've got some discount codes for you set up with some of these companies that we interviewed. They were gracious enough to, and uh, without me even asking, set up discount codes for you leadheads. So make sure you go and take advantage of those and uh, let them know how much you appreciate not only their support of this podcast, but also for the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, helping our, our federal LE men and women out there day in and day out. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kick these interviews off, starting with our good buddy Bill Hampstead and Don Mahalik. Sit back, relax, get your favorite beverage, put that in your letty, your talking letty. If you haven't got your talking letty yet, hit Danny up over at Dipstick Hydrographics, and, and he'll hook you up with an awesome talking lead letty. Better than a Yeti, the talking letty. So sit back, relax, fix yourself a drink, enjoy the show. I asked me, he sees my shirt, he goes, Talking lead. He goes, what's talking lead? So I'm telling him what talking lead is. And uh, he goes, you want to see some lead? Follow me. So he proceeds to walk me down the stairs. And there's this big, long, I guess it's a piece of art. Probably weighs a couple thousand pounds. I don't know. All lead. He made it from lead and copper and all kinds of different stuff like that. Wow. He's an artist, and he does... He uses lead as, as his material. Safe substance to use. Right, exactly. As he's telling me, you know, all these studies that have shown that, you know, some of the uh, brain mm-hmm. uh, deformities and things like that that happen in children come from the lead paint from houses, you yeah, know, that yeah. they used to use back in yeah. the day. I was like, so do you use special precautions when, when working with the lead? He goes, yeah, yeah. I wear those masks that they say don't Tony. use with lead. So then he takes me to this other piece of artwork he's got. It's called The Dead Lead Squirrel. I saw that one. You see that? I saw it in the book. So I got my pictures made with that. Me and him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to get him on. All right, lead heads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. We are on location, and this is the 25th Biennial Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, also known as FLEOA. As, as our listeners affectionately know them, correct through our good buddy Bill Hampstead, and joining me today is Bill Hampstead to kick off this twenty fifth national conference yes, of FLEO. Yes, thank you for being here again, Marty. Appreciate right. you. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely, we appreciate brother. it. Got a, a lot of uh, good interviews that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, we got Geisley, Mission First, uh, Medicine in Bad Places, Point Blank, First Tactical, all kinds of. Cool vendors, but then we're also going to have some some of you guys, some FLEOA members on. We're going to be interviewing them and 
and getting some some backgrounds and information about them. And speaking of, you've brought a guest a guest with you today. So like why don't to, you uh, just go ahead and introduce yeah, Don Don I'd for like the lead heads. Uh, introduce Don Mahalik, our executive director, uh, just recently appointed or hired, however you want to say it. Oh, are you hired or are you appointed? I, I don't know. It yeah. all depends on do what's you get in Bill's paid? head. Yeah. We do get paid, so I guess it's a hired position finally. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there's you know, a, a positive liner of the whole thing. Yeah. So welcome, Don. Thank you. It's good to be here, and thanks for being here at the Flioa Conference. Well, I appreciate you guys having us. Uh, it was a great time two years ago in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome, awesome time. Had good interviews there. And um, uh, I'm, I want Ira on, too. Is Ira here? We got to get I. You remember I? Isn't it Ira? Al. Al Felberg. Al. That's who it was. Al. Was Ira. Al no, Felberg. Felberg. Yes. No. He. The did IRS not make guy. It. Yes. The IRS guy. He did not make it this year. Damn it. He had some great stories. But we're going to get some other great stories. I think he's Don's all prepped for that. So yeah. You got some good stories for us, Don? I can try. I, okay. I don't know if I could beat the IRS stories though. <laughs> so so give our leadheads a little uh, about you. A little background about Don. Uh, so I've been a FLIOA member for 20 years. Uh, I worked uh, for the U.S. Park Police. I was on a SWAT team. Worked in Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and California. And then I got hired by the Secret Service and uh, spent 20 years at the Secret Service in New York and Washington, D.C. on a president's detail. And while in New York, I was there for the 9-11 attacks. And I had the honor of being in um, Washington, D.C. for the transition from President Bush to President Obama. So prior to that, I spent 10 years in a Coast Guard Reserve. So, awesome, man. You have, you've done a lot. You've got a very diverse background there. It's got me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or has it got you into trouble? Sometimes? A little of both sometimes. A little bit Depends of both what's going sometimes. On. So this is the 18th anniversary of 9-11 uh, as we're uh, doing the, the conference here. Um, hit, hit closer to home, obviously, to, to some than others. The funny- Talk about your, your experience with that. You know, so the funny thing about 9-11, every time it comes around each year, it, it's really a poignant holiday for the law enforcement community because it really was a day of, of unbelievable sacrifice, selflessness, and courage. And that type of actions by law enforcement officers tends to get lost uh, these days by a lot of the media spin right. and some of the nonsense people talk about and some of the people that just don't like cops. Um, they forget the images of the officers running into the towers, carrying people out. They forget the images of the uh, officers running into the Pentagon, mm-hmm. uh, pulling people out. They forget what the fire fire departments do. The first responders, yeah. fire department, yeah. And I remember distinctly afterwards that you couldn't go anywhere in New York City where there wasn't flags and there wasn't people applauding the police officers mm-hmm. and the firefighters that were going in and out of ground zero. And nationwide. Real, nationwide. Yeah. You, there was nowhere you could go. and. You know, Ground Zero, <clears throat> you know, and the aftermath was, was literally it was hell on earth because of the fires were still burning, the smoke, the clouds, everything. And it was just a tremendous, uh, beautiful thing to watch the community just embrace, support, and protect the first responders and the others that were working down there. I mean, you could go to Ground Zero naked almost, and you could end <laughs> up getting clothed, fed, massages, dentists. Right. I mean, it was just incredible. And it's a shame today that you still don't see that, and a lot of people don't remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. that. You know, there's been a lot. I mean, time passes, and then people forget, and that's that's very unfortunate. You know, I was talking with um, Tony earlier from Medicine in Bad Places. You know, he just went over to um, to France. I guess they do a uh, D Day. 
correct. annual celebration there or mm-hmm. something like that. And he said that the people there are still so thankful and remember, you know, America's help. And, I mean, it's like it you know, was yesterday that it happened. Uh, what the beautiful thing about France is with the uh, cemeteries all up and down the right. French coast in Normandy and around France, you know, those, the French people take care of those cemeteries and they consider them sacred ground. And, you know, there's towns in France where the airborne divisions have landed and where there's still monuments to those airborne troopers that sacred landed and libera- liberated yeah. those, you know, those uh, cities and towns. And, you know, although it's not as uh, spread out as what happened in France because, you know, we invaded all up and down the Normandy coast to free Europe, you know, 9-11, Ground Zero, uh, the Trade Center site was is a tremendously large memorial and museum now. Yeah. Um, the Pentagon itself has done a very good job of highlighting that at the side of the Pentagon that was struck by the plane, and there's memorials all over the Pentagon to contribute to that. And Shanksville, too, they have a beautiful memorial out there. And, you know, you can't go to a town anywhere in the tri-state area, even outside the tri-state area, and not find a 9-11 memorial. I mean, even in Disney, they uh, remember yeah. 9-11. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the problem I see is that as we get further and further away and the pivotal holidays, the 5th, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th years, you know, are not around, you know, there's just less attention to it. Mm-hmm. And although, like, like this past Wednesday, there was coverage in the morning covering the ceremonies, the moments of silence and everything else, you know, there's just not that sense of history that a lot of the people carry with them. Right. And that history gets quickly lost by busy lives and other events going on mm-hmm. and politics and all this craziness. You know, they call it Patriots Day for a reason. Absolutely. On September 11th. And it really should be a day where everybody pauses and thinks about how fortunate they are to be in this country and how fortunate they are to have men and women willing to raise their hand to go serve, whether it's in the military or, or public safety positions, and protect other people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. Couldn't agree more. So we, we – and we're doing our part. You know, we like to do our part in, in and keeping the remembrance, appreciate that. remembrance going and uh, supporting our law enforcement, first responders, fire department, military, men and women. And FLEOA does that as well. Uh, so talk about maybe some of the, the new new goals and missions uh, that you guys are working out here at this this national conference. Well, at least for Don and I, well, we'll be revamping the sponsorship stuff and working with uh, vendors. Uh, have, have a great plan to really blast out stuff on social media with those guys uh, and really look forward to working with Don on that stuff. But as far as our legislative and other goals, Don can speak much more about that. I mean, FLEO is a 27,000 000- member strong organization as i like been telling people it's an international organization because the FLEOA membership spans the globe i mean there's yeah. not a corner of the globe these days where you don't see a federal law enforcement officer especially our dss agents who are on the front lines and all the embassies and consulates mm-hmm. all over the country that's a that's a potential or is a FLEOA member that's at that embassy or consulate and our mission in FLEOA is to protect and defend the job of federal law enforcement and support and protect the agencies involved and those uh, brave men and women who are on the front lines, their authorities, their, their, um, their benefits, their pay, um, that is what FLEO is driven by. And, of course, to protect them in a legal situation by our tremendous legal services that really goes above and beyond to make sure that when somebody's uh, in trouble or in a crosshairs that they're protected. We in FLEO are very fortunate because our voice over the last several years has been amplified because of the work 
that people have done developing relationships, not only in administrations, but on Capitol Hill. Right. You know, there's not a place you go to in the federal government uh, where FLEOA's voice hasn't been heard, isn't listened to. I mean, as we sit here, I'm getting emails from uh, different uh, congressional offices and Senate (laughs) offices. I got an email from the DOJ uh, inviting us to uh, to attend different events, inviting us to give input. Um, And and it's really a wonderful testament to the founders of FLEOA, and it's a testament to the hard work people have done up to this point to really build the organization into what it is, the premier a federal law enforcement association in the world. Mm-hmm. So, and we're Bill and I and the others. We're really looking forward to uh, pushing that message and pushing that agenda. We're in a, uh, uh, as I was telling the members at the convention, we have, uh, you know, whether it's California where they've attacked use of force and they've mm-hmm. passed a bill in California to restrict law enforcement use of force to make it almost to the point of the individual's got to have his finger on a trigger pointed at you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, before, before you could actually act. protect yourself. And or now we see in, in Congress, we have opportunistic members of Congress who introduce a piece of legislation uh, aptly titled the Peace Act, which would potentially <laughs> do the same thing to federal law enforcement and restrict federal law enforcement officers use of force guidelines, which, you know, FLEOA has been on record about totally contravenes the purpose of Graham versus Connor, which is a critical Supreme Court case that use of force is based on, mm-hmm. which is officers view totality of circumstances, <clears throat> nobody's supposed to have 20-20 hindsight, and the officer is essentially supposed to be given the benefit of the doubt in those very dynamic split-second decisions. Right. So these are the kind of issues that FLEOA confronts on a daily basis, and FLEOA works uh, to protect and defend the law enforcement officers. And, you know, as we get into this hot political season with the, you know, the presidential campaign mm-hmm. and elections and whatnot, we're sure to see more of that kind of stuff, posturing and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, you know, we want our members to know and the federal law enforcement community to know that we're here. We're willing to take a stand. We do. We fight. And if you're not a member, you go to FLEOA.org, uh, join, because your numbers help us fight. Yeah. Right. You know, it was very reassuring. Uh, you guys had a, a very good uh, guest speaker to, to kick off your 25th <coughs> national convention. Uh, and his words, and I'm going to let you guys talk about that, who, who it was, um, were very encouraging from somebody of his level, you know, in government, that he's got y'all's back. Right. Well, I, I thought it was. And that, and that was the guess. Acting Secretary Kevin McNearnan for uh, Homeland Security. What we really appreciate about the Acting Secretary, and we've tried to broadcast this, is in the short history of, of the Department of Homeland Security, he is the first individual to hold that position that ever wore a uniform, a gun, and a badge and did the job. <laughs> <laughs> Every other secretary. Wow. I think we laugh. But I mean, yeah, that's, you laugh. That's like it's ridiculous. True. Laugh. It is. It is like, silly. Every other uh, secretary was either a politician. You know, we had governors. We had a judge. You know, we had we had uh, General Kelly, who was a four-star general. Yeah. We've never had a secretary of homeland security that actually wore a uniform, wore a gun and a badge, and actually did the job. Mm-hmm. So the acting secretary actually did that. And what's nice is he quickly understands what the law enforcement community needs, what we're talking about. And like he did at our conference where he announced his, uh, his reinforced support and denounced all the attacks on ICE yeah. and, some of the, and some of the and the Border Patrol folks and some of this nonsense that's going on across the country uh, targeting law enforcement officers. You know, the acting secretary really is a, is a staunch defender and protector of law enforcement. Right. And, you know. Definitely need somebody like that in that yeah. position. And, and mm-hmm. you'd hope you'd see that more. And as we try to tell leaders, whether it's in Congress or in the agencies or administration, hey, look, 
you know, your job is to protect your people. That's your top job. And if your people are taking hits, you should be willing to go out there and correct the record at least and mm -hmm. make sure people hear a voice other than, you know, the detractors. So right. it's nice that we have an acting secretary that, that wore a gun, wore a badge, did the job, and, uh, and is fully on board with making sure that he's got our back, so to speak. Right. So it's really nice. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to, to kick off the, the conference. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yep. And thank you for allowing us, the vendors, to come in and, and take part in that, uh, too. So that was, that was really, very unexpected, but, yeah, thank you. Listen, Marty, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, law enforcement is a team effort, and part of that team is all the vendors that support us. Because if we don't have people that's – I mean, there's enough people out there to knock you down, right? Oh, yeah. So And push you back. But if we don't have people that support us and all the vendors here, whether it's Point Blank or uh, – or, uh, you know, some of the other vendors that are out there or oh, yourself, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's that gear that we depend on to do the job, you yeah. know. So it's nice to see the companies come. It's nice to put our members in touch with the, with the vendors. Mm -hmm. I think the vendors learn something. I think our oh, members yeah. learn something. And I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to sort of learn, which is, which is what this conference is all about. Yeah. Right. And I was also glad <laughs> to hear that you guys finally – stepped up into the 21st century and you, you've got an Instagram page now. <laughs> we do. And so I, I start tagging you guys. I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be on it shortly. <laughs> okay. I think well, I just, I think I, I just sent the pictures in. So I think, there you we'll, go. I think you guys are going to get a lot more followers now. So you lead heads, make sure you go and it's the Fleo foundation, right? At Fleo foundation. Right. And, and then, and, and you guys can uh, follow them there, and uh, uh, I can start tagging you now. You can. And all the posts that I've been doing over the years. You know? And then we've yeah. got our, our Facebook and our Twitter feeds, of uh, Flioa dot, you know, the Flioa Facebook, Flioa Twitter feeds. Uh, we've been trying to push out a lot of information, a lot of relevant stuff, a lot of activities. You know, we've got chapters all over the country that do some tremendous work, so we're going to try to get that information out. Mm -hmm. And also just, you know, like we pushed out last week a, uh, an article that came out about the Air Marshal Service where it was a fam that stopped a situation in Miami where a, a mechanic actually tried to sabotage an aircraft. Really? And, I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah. Yep. And the way the, the, way, the way the perpetrator was caught was the fam reviewed all the security footage at the airport found the right footage, found the guy, identified him, and they collared the guy. Wow. So the plane literally was taxiing out for runaway. The pilots had some error messages, came back, and they found part of their, part of their landing gear sabotaged. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Yeah. But they were very fortunate. That's yeah. the kind of work that we, as FLIOA, love to, to, to see and message out and let everybody know, hey, look, because that, that story does not get the type of news play as some of the other craziness you see out there. Yeah. Right? I think another thing, too, is um, people may not realize, you know, all the different the branches of the federal law enforcement. You know, you guys reach out everywhere. You know, you're in the forestry, you're in the aviation, you're, you know, you're everywhere. Talk about some of the, the lesser known federal law enforcement agencies. Oh, you were talking about one today, NRC? Mm -hmm. that yeah. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. We've got, you know, the FLEO represents 65 federal agencies. Um, everything from, you know, the big name agencies, big letter agencies, FBI, Secret Service, DEA, to lesser agencies like Department of Transportation, Office of Inspector General, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, you know, all the interior departments, uh, Fish and Wildlife, the U.S. Park Police, right. um, National Park Service. Um, uh, I had a ride with a guy with the National Park Service uh, on the way in from the airport, and uh, I'm from Tennessee, <laughs> 
and we uh, had a, a big fire up in our Smoky Mountains, the Great Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. recently, you know, a couple of years ago. And uh, he was one of the, like, I guess, lead investigators mm-hmm. of the CSI for the, right, for the yeah, National Park. Right. I, didn't know, I didn't know National Parks had oh, CSI, yeah. you right. know, and uh, it's it pretty cool. Well, and in Tennessee, you've got the Tennessee uh, River Valley Authority, yeah, yeah. which is also a federal entity who has a law enforcement office does that are technically eligible for FLIOA membership. Oh, okay. So, you know, FLIOA touches the broader federal law enforcement community and – we're able to tap into that expertise, which is something we talked about at the conference, is mm-hmm. that, you know, I may not know what the regulations are for the size of a fish or what the tax code is for something, but the benefit of FLEO is we have people that know that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, our new national president, Larry Cosme, is a legacy INS agent, and he's now an HSI agent. And Larry knows more about the immigration laws and system than I think anybody else I've ever spoken with. Yeah. So it's that kind of expertise that FLIOA can bring bring out, bring to the table, which gives us a lot of legitimacy when we're talking policy stuff, whether at the White House or on Capitol Hill, or right. even with the agencies. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. Bill. Yes, sir. I understand uh, you got reelected. I did. Congratulations. Thank you, buddy. Looking forward to another four years with you. Another four years with, with uh, us and FLIOA. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be great. Bill's done a tremendous job of increasing FLIOA's footprint and the, and the sponsor community and, and in the tactical community. Um, and uh, we, we love what Bill's doing. We want him to do more. You know, FLIOA wants to have more sponsors, more companies that are interested in supporting the law enforcement profession and FLIOA. And, uh, you know, and that's why we're starting to do more with the social media mm-hmm. and some of the other platforms we have to yeah. make sure that the work those sponsors do gets out there, like we were talking to Point Blank before, and Point Blank actually developed a, a, a vest to compete with another vest company that's level 3A, light, uh, form-fitting um, as an option, which mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have known unless you were here at the conference and you got to touch and feel that vest. But our, our lead heads are going to know because we're going to get Bryant on, and he's going to tell us yeah. all about it. Oh, so. good. Right. Because Talking Lead, Bill, is the show for... Exclusives. There you go. like exclusives. <laughs> we like exclusives. We could do more excu- exclusives on Talking Lead. Yeah, so Leadheads, go to fleoa.org. And uh, if you're federal, LE, man or woman, go and uh, see see about being a member if you're not already. Uh, the Fleoa logo is always don't go it alone, but uh, we're going to add on that. Uh, we don't want you to fight alone. Come fight with Fleoa. There you go. I like that. Very good. So we got a, got a good line of interviews coming up for you leadheads. Don, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. You're always welcome back anytime. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. And, and you know, this is an open show. You can talk about anything on here, you know, that, that you want to. So, you know, feel free to come back and we'll we'll talk we'll talk anything. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for what you do because you give a you give a, a, a an area and a, and a voice or allow a voice for a community, for the law enforcement community that potentially gets uh, not listened to in a lot of other places. So thanks for what yeah. you do and thanks for being a great uh, American. It is, it is our pleasure. And uh, Bill, you know, we'll have Bill on many, many times. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll get his alter e- ego on, Bill Doe Teabaggins. And <laughs> 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 we'll have a good time. Yes, sir. Lots more coming from the 25th Biennial FLIOA National Conference here in Maryland. Stay tuned. All right, Leadheads, we are back at the 25th Biennial FLIOA National Conference here in Maryland. And joining me now, we've got no stranger to the show. He's been on the podcast uh, at least once that I know of. Maybe <laughs> At the last FLIOA conference. The, that's so right. Two, so yeah. this was two years ago, too. Yeah, yeah. 
We've got our good buddy Bryant from Point Blank Body Armor. Is it Body Armor or is it Enterprises now? Enterprises, yes, sir. So we do, we do other things it. besides just Body Armor. That's right. You guys do a whole plethora of things now, too. Plethora. Plethora. You I like had, that? Yeah, I, I, that's one of my words, right? So I've got to work that in somewhere in the day. Right. right so you thanks thanks for checking in. that box for me. After, how many? Plethora. That's like a 11 letter word or something like that. So I've met my quota for the day. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, it's it has been a while since we've talked. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a good thing because you guys have uh, evolved, like you said, and you've gotten into doing a lot more diverse things. But let's talk about what you're known for first, and then we'll kind of get into some other stuff. All right. So you're you're featuring a new vest here at uh, at Flioa. Let's talk about the the SRV. All right. So the SRV is a uh, a plate carrier, but it's a little more uh, high speed than your your standard plate carrier. So this actually came out of a uh, an opportunity opportunity in the federal law enforcement market, and it is. Um, a modified version of what what we produce for that particular opportunity, and the nice uh, the nice thing about this uh, plate carrier, the first thing that jumps out at you is it doesn't have Velcro closure on the front of it, right? Typically nice. on that loud noisy yes the the it, the tactical Velcro right it's very quiet, <laughs> but <laughs> you know they uh, this this particular organization specified a non Velcro closure for the waist for the cummerbund, and so we utilized a um, a clip system called an Espeto clip. Espeto. Espeto. It's almost bigger than plethora. <laughs> yes. I believe it stands for appearance in Italian. Okay. But, espeto. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, that, that buckle system is an Espeto clip. So and it's similar to a Cobra, right? Yeah. It's made out of um, some like type of... Um, cobra belt, if you guys are familiar with those. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, to liken the, it to the, something. The Cobra buckle, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. And we we do vests that uh, are equipped with a buckle like that as well. Okay. Um, because, you know, some people will prefer the, the plastic or the polyethylene-type buckle versus the, the metal. The metal. Yeah. yeah. I always laugh when people ask me about, you know, well, a metal buckle, you know, aren't you concerned about <laughs> secondary fragmentation or whatnot? Yeah. And then I point out the fact that there's 90 rounds of ammunition right next to those buckles. <laughs> that usually kind of quells that pretty quickly. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, that actually is a bigger problem. Right. <laughs> but Less uh, concern on the buckle at that point. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, move on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, no Velcro, buckle closure. Um, we also close the gap that you typically see between the front plate body and the cummerbund itself mm-hmm. where, um, where you've got that gap of armor. So we, uh, we have the front uh, overlapping the plate body a little bit to close that gap. And the other nice thing about both the front and the back of this plate carrier is the uh, uh, panels are interchangeable. So the, the front comes standard with a triple mag insert that will hold a uh, M4 style magazine. And the back is just a, a, a flat molly panel. They have uh, quick release buckles on them and they're also attached by Velcro. Okay. And uh, you could just... You know, if, if you have multiple missions, you can set a panel up in a certain way. And uh, let's say you're using a different weapon that day. Your, you know, your mission is different that day. You just, right. instead of having to weave the panels back through the molly, yeah. you just swap the panel out. Swap the panel. And, and use a nice. different one. So very, very convenient there. Um, the uh, Both of the, the front and back plate body are, are bottom loading uh, panels or uh, plate uh, pockets. Mm-hmm. And... The um, these are done in a couple different sizes. So this is uh, this is the extra large size. It will hold a 10 by 12 and an 11 by 14 plate. Okay. And then we make the smaller size that will hold an 8 by 10 and a 10 by 12. 
Gotcha. And there's uh, webbing and elastic inside to secure that smaller plate on to keep you know, either one of those sizes, around. keep it from moving around. Nice. Yep. Um, padding on the shoulders. Um, you can get armor in the uh, in the shoulders as well, and it's adjustable on the back uh, via a um, an elastic cord that is uh, is covered up by that Molly panel. Mm-hmm. And the um, this particular standard vest comes as a non-releasable vest, but it can be set up with a quick release right in the center chest uh, up top and um, released with a, uh, a pull of that lever, and it releases the two buckles on the back of the shoulders. And nice. I say back of the shoulders, right? So I want to call that out. One of the things that, um, that we wanted to do with this vest, and, and we've done with several other plate carriers, is got those buckles away from the front of the carrier because they, they become a challenge when you're trying to shoulder a long gun. Mm-hmm. And so we've moved them to the, to the back. Okay. And you, you can't get away from the bolt completely because you've got you know, the shoulder, uh, shoulder pads and you've got the, uh, the webbing. Anytime uh, you have padding, you're going to have... Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of bulk I mean, there, the but whole... it's got to suspend itself somehow. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it doesn't have that hard plastic buckle there that's getting in your way. Right. So that's, a, uh, that, that's definitely a nice a good feature. feature. Yeah. Another thing is um, on the front plate body on both sides, uh, you have extra uh, either magazine holders or uh, radio pouches. Those work very well. And the, um, the nice thing is, is they're captured inside of the cummerbund once it's buckled. Okay. And, you know, you don't have that thing sticking out on the side to add to your tactical girth <laughs> and, uh, and get caught up as you're moving along. Exactly. Nice. And so as, as we're talking about this, guys, go to their website. Go to Point Blank's website, which is pointblankenterprises.com. It's going to be long, but spell it out, Point Blank Enterprises. Pointblankenterprises.com. Probably it'll do like a quick fill-in as they're typing it. Uh, and check out these products as we're talking about them. No, another nice feature on this vest that's, that's on this vest, it's not, a, uh, it's not standard, but it's something that um, you can use on this vest or retrofit to, to any of our tactical vests is the, uh, the insert in the front kangaroo pocket. Mm-hmm. It's set up with our new uh, bungee-less retention system. Uh, gets rid of those bungees that uh, can be a little, you know, there's, there's no... They can get you tied up. There's no putting those things back in there quickly, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And so it's, uh, it's nice that, um, you know, it's got some good solid retention. And talk with, about the, uh, the no construction bungees. of that. These are for your magazines, your, uh, your AR magazines. Do you do them also for pistol magazines too? So we, um, right now we just do the, uh, the M4 style magazine. Okay. Um, no, not, uh, not pistol mags yet that I'm aware of. Gotcha. Now talk about the construction of that that um, retention system there. So it's got a, um, I'm not sure exactly the, the name of the material it escapes me right now, but mm-hmm. um, what they've done is they've created tension on both sides with an elastic band that's down inside there. Mm-hmm. And you can double that up or uh, go down to the single band, depending on what kind of retention you want. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is uh, should it wear out? And we've done a bunch of testing with, you know, thousands and thousands of times of, you know, putting that magazine in, taking it out, and so on, to see what kind of life span this thing has. Right. And it's, it's very decent. Um, but the nice thing is, is if, uh, if it does start to lose its, its retention, just put a new one of those elastic bands on it. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's brand new again. Yeah, and this, this is an accessory that you can add to, it is. to your vest. Yep. And what is it called? What's the name uh, of this? Bungeless uh, Retention, uh, Magazine okay. Retention. Okay, yeah. Magazine pouch. And I really like this because it does do away with all those cords. You don't have all those cords to get you 
tied up and messed up with so it's uh it's very clean now and uh like he said very quick in and out with your magazines i like that yes sir cool so is that the srv that's pretty much the srv yeah very cool any other new vests that we need to so Make sure that everybody I want to yeah I want to call out so we uh, you know that the SRV and and we do a lot of tactical vests mm-hmm. we also do a tremendous amount of concealable vests and one of the things that uh, we are finally seeing here in America is uh, folks are starting to wear uniform patrol officers are starting their wear, to wear their vests on the outside of their shirt in an external carrier like the rest of the countries on the planet <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and in doing that. You know, you've got to uh, you got to take into consideration the different missions and so on. So we've right. we've come out. We've always had a um, a crossover line for our concealable shaped armor mm-hmm. to take it and put it into an external carrier and wear in that configuration. But what we've done with the uh, the ODC or the outer duty carrier line is give you a, several different options of a uh, a setup that will work for you know pretty much anything that you need to do. So we've got. You know, we've got one that's a um, a cummerbund design where it has the the flap closure in the front. Mm-hmm. We've got one that comes with standard pockets. We've uh, we've got one that's uh, at, we call it the admin, right? So that's actually the one I'm holding right now. Little, um, there's no sleek. Yes, yeah, the uh, the pockets that are on it are um, kind of covert. Uh, there's no molly on it. Very very clean look. Um, professional looking for those folks that might want to wear an outer carrier but don't want molly um because uh some somewhere along the line somebody declared molly as a tactical oh no uh, is it on accessory, the list somewhere yeah, accessory molly and, is a band yeah it can, it can be uh be threatening to to some folks and, some, you know I, I guess i could understand that to a degree looks threatening right <laughs> right we don't we don't want to threaten anybody with our molly so with our molly yeah so that's an option uh the uh and the other the other cool thing about these is you have a choice of closure system on the side okay. so yeah i was noticing this one yeah so uh, this one's got the espeto clip on it okay this is the espeto and you that's actually a, uh, an additional cost if you want to do the espeto clip on them but um it, it comes standard with the option of velcro or a zipper closure on the, well, on zipper. the side okay right so um th- obviously this works very well we talked about it on the uh, on the srv mm-hmm. um, so that's a uh, that's a clean look um, the thing that we've done with with these carriers that um, is a uh, is a nice feature, and this helps this helps us from a manufacturing standpoint, and it also can help an agency if they're outfitting multiple people with this outer carrier. So we have a range of sizes, if you can imagine, right? So you f- having to fit everybody that you sure. might have to fit in an agency, you've got to have a bunch of different sizes, and so there's you know. The, there's a standard size and then there's a long and a short for that particular size and so on. So what we, what we did with this carrier is um, tried to combine a few of the sizes. So this particular front and back for this size 48 regular mm-hmm. um, will fit a handful of sizes on either side of that 48 regular. Okay. Right. And uh, the way we do that is there's extra fabric that uh, rolls up underneath here. So if this vest were, let's say, a, a 48 short, mm-hmm. right, an S1, then it would just roll up further underneath here. Okay, but you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to make a new carrier for that. Gotcha. Um, the only thing that changes from size to size is there's a uh, there's a sock that goes in here, and that's actually what you see sticking out the edge 
mm-hmm. on the side here. Yeah. Um, and it has, has the Velcro, <laughs> Velcro closure and stuff on there. But um, that's the only thing that is, um, is specific to an individual so side, size. Right. So a 48 regular has to have a 48 regular sock. Okay. Um, and uh, it just, it's convenient. And the sock is, he's, uh, to, it's on the side. It's what's on the side of the, uh, that it, yeah, kind of the, the Cumberland if you think, if you think about a concealable vest, right? So you have the wings that come out on the front and back and yeah. wrap around to give you the full side closure. Um, that's, that's where that sock, sock goes is, yeah. is around those on each side and, um, comes up about a, a third of the way on the panel. Very cool. And that's called the the um, the ODC, the, the Outer ODC. Duty Carrier. It's one of our. If you go to our website, it's going to be uh, showcased under the crossover carriers. Okay. Now, do you guess? Uh, do you sell to the civilian market? Point blank, directly does not. Okay. Um, many of our distributors do. Okay. And uh, unless there's uh, you know a certain state out there that prohibits it, and there there are not any that I'm aware of i'm sure you know most of the stuff one with, or two who knows yeah like like <laughs> we talked about briefly before we started most of the stuff with uh with body armor or anything else it's it's completely legal to own providing you don't use it in some type of a criminal act right and then you know that enhances penalties it kind of goes so along on. with anything you know right you're, you're allowed to own anything anything you're allowed to own you're not supposed to use it in a criminal manner so um so the the website again pointblankenterprises.com you guys go check those out. Um you've got the plates as well and they yes. can get these through distributors also there's yes. a list of distributors on your website I would assume. Yep, there's uh there's on the website there's a um a menu across the top and uh I think the button is where to buy and you can uh you can actually put your zip code in there and it'll populate with uh, distributors within your area by whatever mile radius you program in there i think it gotcha. i think it defaults to like 50 miles but you can expand, expand that expand it if you yeah. want to okay uh let's talk about some of the armor that you brought with you today you've got one of your new armor plates here all right so that's the um that's the omega plate the omega i like the that. omega plate the and omega man the uh the cool thing about this plate is the weight right so this is yeah. a a 10 by 12 plate and it weighs like two pounds um and yeah. it's very very thin extremely lightweight uh, and you're getting a lot of protection out of this. Uh, it's going to defeat the the five five six, the seven six two, about three nine, PS ball and ball, and it's going to be the uh, seven six two by five one, as well. The three oh eight. So, yeah, the three oh eight from this, and that's two pounds of lightweightness. And I mean, this is something that you could throw into your backpack too. I mean, if you're carrying a backpack you don't have the body body armor uh, just to give you some level of protection but this is nice i really like this yeah, and it's the, got the cuts on it the nice thing about this plate too is it, it comes in sizes from five by eight all the way up to ten by twelve so uh and and we do some larger ones you can do the extra large e-sappy okay so 11 by 14 but the um the whole idea behind this is we have a lot of um concern about active shooter situations right yeah, and we have sold a, a bunch of kits where folks have plate carriers and plates that they can uh, carry in the trunk of their patrol vehicle and have at the at the ready, um, and at the same time, you don't always necessarily have the luxury of grabbing what's in your trunk. So the nice thing about this Omega plate is it's light enough and thin enough that you can wear this in either a concealed platform underneath your shirt or in your external carrier for the entire shift. 
And depending upon what size you get, you know, the five by five by eight, you know, weighs a fraction of that. And uh, you know, wear it all shift long and still have rifle level level protection in that critical area. Nice, very nice. Digging that, and that's is that new? Is that a newer? It's uh, it's probably about a year old. Okay, so yeah, still still kind of new. Very yep. cool. What else we got to talk about? All right, so I've got a uh, an ultra concealable vest Ooh, here. I wanted to show this. you. Right, so this is this Ooh. is <laughs> this is when you want to wear a vest, and you know they don't know you're wearing anything. Wear at all. underneath your clothing. Yeah. So yeah, you, you know we especially in the federal law enforcement market, I have a, a lot of folks that are looking for something really really concealable yeah you know they're working um surveillance details or some kind of uc work or a protective detail and they mm-hmm. um they they need to wear armor and don't want it detected right so we um we came out with a design a couple of years ago called an executive and this is a variation of that original executive design and it's just it's pared down a little bit smaller so the front and back panels of this are basically the the same size of a uh, a plate backer, right? So mm-hmm. ten by twelve plate backer, soft armor, and uh, and then you have the option on the sides of adding soft armor for protection on the sides. And the reason we did that is we were working with a um, an agency that their particular um, requirement, so their SOP mandated that they have side coverage. Okay. So we added these pouches to check I mean, that. Why box. not use the side coverage if you can? If you can add that to it, why, the why the only you? a lot of times, folks, and the reason people that are working uh, plain clothes, maybe suits, um, doing a protective detail or something like that, don't necessarily like side coverage, mm-hmm. is they don't want anything overlapping for sure. Because what happens there is, you know, they're they're trying to wear a holster that's in a very close fitting, you know, pancake style holster, mm-hmm. um, riding close to the body, and the uh, the armor can actually make that can out a little bit and uh, print you. and et cetera. But um, the nice thing about this is it's you know it, it, there's not an overlap. So that's awful thin. I don't think that would come into play with no. anybody's holster. But e- but even if it did, system. you know it's it, you can take it out on one side and leave it in on the other, mm-hmm. right? So leave it in on your uh, non-weapon side and and right. take it out on the weapon side if if it's a problem for you. Sure. Um, but very very sleek and uh, and concealable. It's got a um, a zipper closure on. Oh, this is really light. Yeah, and that's three A. Real S3A? Yep. And this is maybe two pounds. Yeah, it's not, not much. Not even that. I mean, I don't know. It's lighter than that plate. That right. Plate. This would be very – it's soft. The material that you're using here is that kind of the breathable, flexible. Yeah, it's, I think it's a four-way stretch material. Okay. Very nice. And these are available now? They are. Okay. Um it's a. Uh, Do you know price points on these? Uh, it varies, right? Okay. So I, I would. I, I don't want to throw a number out there. Sure. Because, and the reason I say that it, it varies if you're talking about buying one or buying a thousand of them. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, the one thing I will. Say, I mean, that would be a great one, just you know, for for everyday wear for for our listeners too. I mean, it's very comfortable and uh, lightweight, and it, like you said, right. you get three A protection out of that. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think I talked about this. I don't know if I finished my thought on it, but the uh, the closure on this on the is uh, yeah the standard closure is is with a zipper. Uh-huh. But we uh, we added based on an agency request, uh, just added the redundant closure of a Velcro flap there, so that if there is any issue with the zipper, you know the the whole vest is not a commission. Yeah. Well, that also 
covers up that zipper too so right. it's not printing printing or poking through yeah right the, the clothes so yeah that's a good little addition right there very nice and that's called the executive that is the executive uh that particular one is one of our numerous modifications of the executive and if you look at uh on our website, the executive is listed there. Now, the the exact one that I just showed you is not on there. The standard ex- executive would be there. Okay. Um, but this one is certainly available. I think this one is um, Mod 6. Okay. Very nice. Well, this is some good stuff, man. I'm glad you guys came out to, to show us your, your new wares. Yeah, I'm glad uh, glad you invited me back. Heck, yeah. So you're saying you're, you're enterprises now. You're, what else are you guys getting into? What are you, what are you offering so, now? So you did a uh, podcast the other day with uh, with Bob Denny from First Tactical, right? Right. So that's uh, First Tactical is one appointment. Maybe blank. or maybe it's coming up after this. Yeah, it one. could be. It yeah. depends on when Either I edit way, this. At, <laughs> at some at some point, you did a podcast yes. with him. Yes. Um, but yeah, so First Tactical is is one of Point Blank Enterprises companies and um, great group of folks that uh, are putting some awesome tactical clothing out there in the market yeah and they uh, clothing and accessories yep. I mean, knives and flash uh, flashlights and uh the backpacks yep i'm i'm actually uh wearing first tactical clothing now okay uh, boots and trousers and, and polo polos. shirt yeah yep very comfortable this new uh v2 fabric in these trousers um out, outstanding comfortable got a little bit of stretch to it yeah i'm gonna you know, get so they they fit, they fit before and after lunch <laughs> Get that, yeah, that flexible material that he was talking about that, right. that's in there. Right. And I like that, too, because it's it's built in. There's no, you know, there's no straps or anything. You just got to pull right, or right, release right. or It's actually like integral to, to the fabric itself. Yeah. yeah, it grows with you or it shrinks with you. Isn't it? That's right. <laughs> so uh, is, are there other companies, too, that are falling there, underneath? Uh, there point? are. So uh, Gould & Goodrich, um, holster company. Okay. Right, those guys are under the Point Blank Enterprises umbrella now as well. Um, we have, uh, let's see here. This is what about the sock company? Is that first tactical doing the socks also? Yep. They, uh, they do socks, uh, belts, um, all kinds of jackets and, uh, bags, backpacks yeah, and, the, and the, rifle bags. And we're talking about doing, uh, I gave him a, an idea on a bag to do. Nice. A dive bag. A dive bag. A dive bag. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you got, um. SOB, Special Operations Bunker. Well, I hope that's right. what that means. <laughs> Special Operations Bunker. Right. Yeah, so it's a, um, a tactical uh, bunker. It's on, a we- on wheels. There's several different models. But um, to, to give you protection uh, above what you can carry typically, right? Okay. So level so four rifle protection. Bring it in on a truck or something and then yeah, it's, set um, it up or something. They, like they fold up and you can put them in the trunk of a vehicle back back of an SUV. Kind of like a little pop-up bear. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, That's cool. They they work very well. I mean, they, they've got some weight to them, right? So, you know, you... Uh, need, need more than one you person? Need, you need to pick them up with intention you know, and correctly <laughs> and don't, you know, and don't hurt your yourself. Toes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, of course, you've got the... the original brands that came under the point blank enterprises umbrella of paraclete and and paca okay what no what's paca so paca we've actually um was a standalone armor company at one time Mm -hmm. and we have rebranded them to a degree to be our corrections line okay so when you're talking about um you know spike armor Mm -hmm. and um things of that nature that's that's where okay they get more of the specialized type right type armor very cool well, good deal. Um, Bryant, always a pleasure to have you on. You're always welcome back uh, on the show. Now, 
understand that you're kind of getting into the podcast business yourself. Why don't you tell our listeners about uh, what about <laughs> the podcast that you're gonna gonna kick up here? Yeah. So uh, for, first off, thanks for for again inviting me to to, to come and, and be yeah, on man. the podcast, and uh, always uh, always enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we uh, we decided, and I say we because I got a, I got a partner in this. Right. Um, few months ago back i think may june we decided we want to do a podcast and we toyed with the idea a little bit about you know what we were going to call it what we we're going to talk about yeah. and uh what we landed on is the gray beard chronicles the gray beard chronicles gray beard chronicles sounds it sounds right. wise like there's um, gonna be a lot of wisdom coming from this podcast uh yeah <laughs> that's that's the intent right so um the wisdom of the aged or ages, depending on, upon how you want to say right. it, right? And, uh, yeah, so um, Kevin Harkins is the gentleman that I'm doing this podcast with, and Kevin is a retired Coast Guard officer. Okay. And we, um, we met because the, um, the company that, that he's founded and, and uh, is the CEO of Harkon is the parent company of a brewery. Uh, oh, six, nice. Yeah, Six Bears and a Goat Brewery in, uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, Stafford County. And I met him. At the brewery, imagine that. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. But any, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now, um, just a, a great guy, and, and um, you know, we have very similar values, and we um, had developed a friendship over the last two years, and uh, he'd invited me to to speak at um, one of their learning over beer presentations that they do i like it yeah and it's Learning uh over it's beer. yeah it's a free thing that they do once a month and they have uh different speakers come in and speak on various topics that uh, are you know personal or professional development related mm -hmm. or just anything in general right and it's an excuse knowledge-based yeah it's an excuse to come in and and uh you know have some better than ted have talks some productive beer drinking <laughs> but you you got smarter while you were drinking beer exactly um or at least you had the opportunity to get smarter. i was always told that the uh, all answers lie at the bottom of the picture of the beer and if it's not in that one it's in the next one yeah because you probably never actually get there right you never get <laughs> you, to the you bottom you never get the answer so you got to get another one <laughs> that's right you got to get another one but yeah so we launched this thing and we um we've recorded we just recorded our um 10th episode 10th okay yeah wow, so, so we, you're, uh, you're well on your way then we, we have uh, yeah we've talked about it because you know you read different things and we read an article that said you make it past um seven i think and that that you know that's a good that's a good waypoint if you will and, okay uh, and then there's others that say 15 or whatever, but we're, we're going to, we, we joked the other night that we're going to stop calling out, you know, we made it to episode, episode number 10. I I'm like, no, we're it, not. Man. We're not going to stop it's <laughs> because that's a celebration every time. That's it an accomplishment. Is. It is. Yeah. So I mean, we're on 317 or that's 18. Awesome. Whatever I, li I listen be, to 315 you know? on the way up here. So. Okay. There you go. And I still announce every yep. episode, every time, you know? And this is a, a weekly podcast for you. Do you do one a week or you do somewhere around there, you know, one, one a week, four a month, five a month, you know, but at least one a sometime, week. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you do the math. You've been and, doing this a while. Unless it's like a, you know, a vacation month or something. I might do three, you know, but let heads know. Yeah. Know, I'll catch up. I'll double up, double up and catch up next time. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we launched this and um, we talk about different things, but ultimately the, the format is Kevin and I just sitting there having a conversation uh, usually involves an adult beverage and uh, nice. a cigar or a pipe or 
Um, Kevin's a pipe smoker. I haven't haven't mastered that art yet, but I'm. <laughs> I think I'm going to check it You're out. You're going to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to check it out. I've, I've, I know a couple of good friends that smoke pipes and they enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to try it, but I just there haven't you. done that yet. So uh, again, the name of the podcast is it's the graybeardchronicles.com dot okay. and you can uh, you get it on podcasting any, apps. I don't know about all of them, but um, definitely available on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, okay, and, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Yep. If you stuff go directly, like yep, you go directly to the uh, to the website, and uh, there's a link to listen on there. So, cool. I'm going to check Chronicle, it out, man. You didn't let me know that you had released com. it. I know you, I, yeah, you reached it, out to me a few months well, ago. Well, I was just going to tell you thank it, you, you know? for that. So I, I'm sorry. I did not tell you that. Um, no, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I fine. Uh, I called Marty when uh, when I was uh, thinking about launching this. I was like, who do I know that does a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that long-haired dude that right. I met back in St. Louis. That's right. Right. The yeah. dude, it, it, Marty's got some good hair, man. So if you haven't seen that hair, it's got some Thanks, good hair. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. So uh, it's like a two-year cycle. And I guess, you know, because this falls every two years, you get my long hair. You don't ever get to see me with the short hair. No. So it's about time for me to, to cut this again. No, don't do it. We donate it, man. We donate it. Oh, okay. It. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's Donate it. Do it again. Understandable. Yeah. This will be my yeah. third yeah, yeah, my third cycle. I, I I donated mine. I don't know where it went though. <laughs> they didn't get it's it. It's never back. come back. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time, Bryant, to be on. Definitely going to check out your podcast. Have me on sometime. We'd All love right. to be on your podcast. Yep, we're uh, we're still navigating the uh, the learning curve of technology, and we'll have to figure out how we're going to add somebody on the phone or whatever. Or you could just come in person to the brewery. There you go. That, that's what I was getting at. Okay, yeah. We, <laughs> I want to we come were... have one of those brewery beers with you <laughs> and have, take part in the uh, the beer talks. You know? All right. Much better than a TED Talks. Yes, indeed. And yes, you were indeed. calling those the beer was it? Lear, learning over beers. Learning Lob, yeah. over beers. L-O-B. Lob Talks, we call them for sure. Lob Talks. But yeah, I spoke at that Better event than a and, TED Talk. And we, um, you know, both Kevin and I are, are, are very passionate about personal and professional development, so that's the kind of the the – theme of our, our talks like the first one we did was on uh, suicide prevention okay and you know how um, that really pertains to the public safety community and and, and absolutely so, on. so yeah it pertains yeah. to every one of us yeah I mean there's yeah. it's crazy the number of people that we lose in America to suicide every year I mean it's for oh, well over 40,000 it's, it's upwards of like 45,000 people a year right ridiculous it absolutely is. ridiculous it is definitely we'll uh we'll definitely uh chat over some beers i'll come come visit you guys and uh may may find me on the gray beer chronicles that would be cool yeah and i appreciate the advice that you uh that you gave me on on starting no, no starting that thing up so. have you come up with a logo yet you got, you got um a logo? It's, right now it's just the uh the picture of uh of us two handsome gray bearded dudes <laughs> okay <laughs> with an american well, flag behind I, my, us my beard isn't quite as glorious as as bryant's and you can go to our uh, instagram and social media and you can see pictures of bryant there we're going to be posting those but uh you know i've, I've got some some gray going there you know? yeah yeah a little bit it's, of gray. It, it's coming in embrace embrace it it'll, I it'll embrace keep coming it. i embrace it definitely yep all right leadheads we are back with more from the fleet oa biennial <laughs> national conference here in baltimore maryland and we're actually on the campus of was it university of maryland yep university of maryland yeah and joining me now i have the coo of first tactical you guys may remember first tactical from a couple of years ago uh, we had john christ on mm -hmm. uh, and they were talking about uh, their line of, of products and 
Bob Denny is joining us today, and Bob has, they've got a lot more since last time we talked. Yeah, we've, we've definitely grown over the last few years. Yeah, so you guys have really, uh, over the past two years, really expanded into uh, diversifying your product line, I guess right. would be a good way to say that. Well, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've built our, our team uh, based upon having uh, 25 people from, uh, from our past. Um, so we're you know, the founders of, of another tactical brand that, um, uh, that we started back in 2003. Um, and uh, we left uh, Dan Costa, who uh, was the founder of really both companies. Mm-hmm. Um, he left in uh, 2012. And, uh, and so we've gone back and kind of rebuilt the team. Um, and in the, uh, the important people in an apparel company is the uh, designers, the developers, the sourcing agents, the people who know how to make the goods. And, uh, and we've you know, built a, a line that's purely focused against public safety. Um, really kind of how we built the other brand is we started you know, with that as, as our focus. Right. And, uh, and that's where we intend to, uh, intend to stay. Very good. Now today, you're going to share with us some of uh, some of your new lines of products, and I'm seeing knives, I'm seeing flashlights, I'm seeing some some clothing, I see a vest over there. Where do you want to start? I mean, there's so much to talk about here. There definitely is, and I think you know again we've we looked at each one of the product categories that uh, you know where we where we had competed in. Apparel is really the the main piece of of the business, right? Um, but we've looked at each one of those product categories and we've said, hey, how do we make a product that's going to be g- better for public safety and for law enforcement specifically? Yeah. And, uh, and then how do we you know, bring it at a, at a price that's affordable? Um, some of the things that, you know, that we see that you know, in the, in the tactical environment have, uh, have, you know, mean that the prices go up. Um, and these are, right. these are designed to be used as, as tools, you know, whether it's for a job or, you know, you're going to be taking these, these products out and, and beating them up. Yeah. And, um, and so we want to make sure that there's quality, that those, all those things that are, that are needed in there, but it's also at affordable price. Yeah. And, uh, let's just, let's just take the pants that we were talking about there, mm-hmm. this, this new line of pants that you guys have. And you were telling me about all the, the special features of this pants and, you know, mm-hmm. Competitive brands, you know, price-wise versus what this is, it was pretty remarkable. So let's let's talk about right. Well, there's <clears throat> there's some brands that have you know that have come onto the market um, that are designed for special operations, um, and uh, you know I don't want to use any uh, any names, but uh, but their prices are around two hundred and seventy dollars for a pair of pants. So yeah, I'll say five eleven. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so um, so what we did is we looked at uh, at those products and we said, how do we make it better? Right, so we started with a, a fabric that's uh, a Nyko, so it's a nylon cotton. It uh, it exceeds the ASTM sixty four thirteen standard for no melt, no drip, and then uh, so we started with a great fabric. We added in uh, mechanical stretch, and mechanical stretch is important because when that uh, the end user puts it on, you've got about an inch and a half of play in the waist right. without having to have you know bungees and kind of gimmicks on the inside. Right, so Pull, in- pulleys, I call them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's integral to the uh, to the to the product. And then, um, you know, we, uh, we built in a lot of the features that are very important. So you'll see um, a, uh, some nylon webbing that reinforces the, uh, the, some of the belt loops. Mm-hmm. So if you're wearing a level one escape harness, you've got the ability to, um, uh, to, you know, to have that reinforcement. And that's been riveted into 
um, a triple needle seam. Triple needle seams are very difficult to uh, to manufacture on a consistent basis, right. which drives cost up. Also, it does. Right. Um, but again, if you're doing this with the the purpose and the focus of of you know a public safety, we can make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the pockets are designed with uh, with you know features, so it makes it easy access. Right. If you're wearing this pant, you probably have a drop down holster. So with a drop down, if this was a slash pocket, you can't get your hand into that space. Right. So we put in what's called a jean cut. And the gene cut allows you to get your hand in there into a key pocket or into an internal key fob. Um, we created uh, uh, easy access pockets for your earbuds mm -hmm. um, and then also put a slight cant in the mag pocket, right? So if you're sitting in a seated in a vehicle, you can now work that, uh, that okay. mag out and it makes it much easier. The cargo pocket on the side uh, and all the pockets are designed so that there's no snag points. So if you're in and around brush or in and around buildings, you're not going to have any uh, any snag points in that forward direction. The uh, the flap that's designed will actually keep that pocket closed. Underneath is a YKK self-healing rolled coil zipper, right? Okay. So if you want to get in there quietly, you can. Internally, there's a uh, an organizing structure that'll allow for two AR mags or two cat tourniquet pockets mm -hmm. could be installed in there. And then there's also a spot for three pistol mags. It's a lot of weight, right? Call that could be six pounds yeah. worth of uh, material. At least. So yeah. what? <clears throat> so what we did is that we've bar tacked it into that triple needle seam. So now all that weight, it's actually bar tacked. Give additional support. Yeah. For all that weight. And the weight's been redistributed all the way back up to that reinforced belt loop. And you were talking about there's seven belt loops. Seven belt loops uh, strategically placed, so um, that works very well with a with a gun rig. Right. Um, on the uh, down in the knee, you've got uh, an external access point for um, for knee pads, so mm -hmm. you can take those in and out. We backed up that material with a moisture wicking fabric, so that'll pull sweat away from your leg. Right. And then in the top of vent. that that top of that pocket, you've got the ability to vent out. Right, that's going to be a heavy sweat area, so mm -hmm. that's going to allow keep the heat away from the operator. Keep the air flowing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cat tourniquet pocket down on the calf. Blousing straps are already built in, so if you want to blouse, that makes it real easy. And then, and for those who don't know what that is, that's where you pull the ankles tight down, down around your ankles, around your boot. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then in the uh, in the crotch of the pant, you've got a uh, what we call a diamond gusset. The so diamond gusset. Now, is that a patented kind of thing? It's a it's a design feature. Um, you know, in the apparel world, it's kind of hard to patent. Uh, stitching. You okay. know? I mean, that's exactly, but, but it's a design feature that we've, we've put into this pant because we know that it's going to be, you know, put under stress. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, a, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the seams in a, in the crotch of a pant are going to have, are going to cross right in the center. Right. When you bend to p bend down to pick up someone or something, all that stress is in the thread and that's how they pull the threads apart. And so this with the diamond gusset, you don't get that. The diamond gusset basically puts that stress into the broad cloth of the fabric. Mm -hmm. Right, I can pull on that as hard as I want, and it won't break. Yeah. Right, because I'm pulling against the tensile strength of the fabric, and that won't happen. In these pants, we've also added in ten uh, ventilation ports. Again, keep the heat away from the operator. On the keeping rear your giblets cool, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keeping them ventilated. Exactly. Um, on the rear of the pant, no flaps or straps, kind of no no monkey business. Yeah. Just two clean welted pockets that do zip close to keep your wallet or your credentials in uh, intact. Whatever you got back there. Exactly. Very nice. So, yeah, so these are... And uh, how are those sized? How does so they come in uh, in waist and uh, in an inseam. Okay. Um, and um, and come in OD green, come in black, come in dark navy, and then also in multicam. Okay. All right. There's a, uh, a shirt that Not we... Not doing a khaki? 
Uh, we, we, we're adding additional uh, colors. One of the, the key tenets of, of our business, though, is we know that that public safety needs their products when they need their products, right? right? And um, and so it's not fashion, right? Where if you don't like our green, you can go get somebody else's green because you got to look the same as the guy next to you. Right? Yeah. It's a uniform for that reason. So um, one of our key tenets is what we call narrow and deep, right? So we have a relatively narrow product line, certainly compared to our uh, our former company, um, but um, but it's uh, it's about ten percent of their sizes. But what we have is we stock deep. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you order it, if you ordered one of every single SKU in our in our catalog, we'll ship 98 percent tomorrow. Nice. So, you know, it's we're there for so it's more about having available than well, the diversity. If you make if you you or your department makes that decision to choose our products, we've got to be there for you. Right. Right. And we've got to be there for our distribution network, our mom and pop dealers that that uh, that support, you know, the business. Yeah. So if we can't deliver, then. Then, uh, then they can't deliver, and you know, an officer needs his pants. That's that's right, absolutely. So, we, where do we want to go? We go to the shirt now. Yeah, the shirt is the uh, is you know the same. Uh, uh, we put the same thought process into it. So, this is designed to be worn underneath your body armor. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, got a uh, a knit fabric in here. We call it a performance knit, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you think about kind of the world in which um, you know the the officers operate in. Um, there's a lot of Velcro, right? Hooks and loops. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is we made our performance knit. Uh, knitting is a series of loops, right? Mm-hmm. So what we did is we made our loops very tight, right? So then that makes it harder for those hooks to get in, and we call that a snag-resistant uh, snag resistant core. Okay. Over on the side panels, this is a Cordura nylon uh, inset, right? So Cordura nylon as a woven is, uh, is snag-proof. Okay. Right? And so if you're bringing your around your cummerbund from your body armor, that's where all the snag points are. So right. snag proof, snag resistant in the core. So the Velcro is not going to catch up on that. Won't snag and won't, won't pill. Okay. Right? It, won't, uh, it won't stretch out in that, uh, that space. Uh, Velcro closed cuff. We've got a, uh, an elbow uh, pad uh, spot. So I can open that up with Velcro and then I can insert the elbow pad. Nice feature on the uh, on the sleeve with a lot of these types of shirts, right? They typically have a, a Velcro flap mm-hmm. up here on the top. Even if they can't that, if you're fully kitted in armor, it's really hard to get your hand, you know, open that up and get your hand into right. that space. So what we did is just put on a real simple YKK self-healing rolled coil zipper, and now I could get an iPhone 10 and an OtterBox into this space, right? So plenty right. of space to, to stow your gear. Um, and then it's been pre-patched for your unit markers, and then also uh, a spot for a pen pocket out in there. Yeah. The uh, the collar on this is a full Mandarin collar, so I can zip that all the way up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I got full neck protection, so nothing goes down. And then if I don't like that, I can fold it back and and it lays flat. Got the collars, yeah. Right. We've also taken to the point of the detail to where on the top of the zipper that's uh, closed off, so that you, if you got razor stubble, you don't get. He's uh, not nicking the, <laughs> not the snagging stubble. The yeah, I hate that. I hate that. On the uh, the back of the shirt is probably one of the best features, though. And what you'll see is it's called a split raglan shoulder. Yeah, right. Looks so like it's reinforced. Well, is if the if uh, in like the shirt that you're wearing has a raglan shoulder that goes all mm-hmm. the way across, right? Well, as you're reaching or you're punching out with your weapon. Um, you're going to get some restriction here in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. With ours, because we're taking advantage of the knit and uh, and that stretch fabric, right? I've got full range of motion, so right. no restriction in the shoulders. It makes it really comfortable, especially if you're kitted out in body armor. Right. Right. Now, how are the sizes on those? So these are just normal alpha sizes. So alpha. It was, you okay. know, 
medium large, extra large, and the rest. Now, are they fitting true to size, or is like if you normally are large, you need to get a yeah we, medium or it, how's it's not, it work? It's not a tight fit, right? Because okay. again, we wanted to make sure it's more of what we call it our, our polo fit. So it's right. it's designed to be comfortable as you're as you're wearing it. If you want it to be you know tighter, then you go probably want to go down a size. Gotcha. Right. So um, there's, uh, there's, you know, plenty of other, you know, concepts that we have. Our boots is, is one thing that's been uh, a real... Uh, May I? Real, I see your boots. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into footwear. I love footwear. So that's our, our uh, we call that our urban operator. Okay. Um, and that is um, uh, based upon a, uh, a running shoe last. Um, so basically the bottom uh, sole is anti-slip, oil resistant. And if you see the way that that lug pattern is designed, mm-hmm. as you're moving throughout the day, if you get mud and gunk in there, it, uh, it kicks it out. Yeah. In the midsole, right, you can press down in there. You can see that there's phylon in that, uh, the midsole here, mm-hmm. right? So like a running shoe. Um, so like a shock absorber kind of thing? Yeah, it's a material called phylon that will phylon. Take, take the impact and then, uh, and then returns to shape. Like in any good running shoe, you'll see on the heel, I've got a heel stabilizer, Yeah. right? So that stops you from rolling your ankles, right? And again, you can see that technology in, in the running shoe world, mm-hmm. and so we've, uh, we've incorporated that. Into your boots. The, and what are your boots called? Uh, this is called the Urban Operator. The Urban Operator. Yeah. Okay. So this has this one has is uh, has a, a black polishable toe, um, all 100% top grain U.S. leather hides. These are TPU insets. So those TPU insets allow for uh, for it's actually stronger than leather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ventilation areas in there allow for better breathability. We use 550 cord lacing, um, so very durable 550 cords. And then uh, there's another nice feature in here in the tongue, right? So when you tie your boots, what uh, you know, you uh, tie your laces, mm-hmm. right? You got a couple of things that you can do with it, right? You can um, you can wrap that around uh, the boot, right? And uh, and then tie it again. Well, if you do that, you're going to put restriction back uh, around your Achilles. You don't right. want to do that. You can tough the stuff those into your boot, which is what a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. What we created is a lace garage. Oh, nice. So okay. now there's a place for those laces to go. And, uh, and then they don't come undone during the... So what uh, he's got is on the, the top of the, the tongue here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's a little compartment that you can just shove your laces up in, and it's a, yeah, up it's a little, tongue. a stretch nylon pocket yeah. so that... Uh, this morning when I was putting my boots on, <laughs> and you can see all the extra <laughs> laces. And see, my tongue's way down there, so... Yeah, yeah it's hard for me, so I just... You kind of let them dangle, and yeah, I hate that. And it looks like that. It looks like <laughs> crap, yeah. And and those get hung up on things from time to time, and you know, get caught. And then this way, this just gets your laces out of the way. I like that. Yeah. Is that something that you guys designed? Is that a? It's uh, you know, again, it's it's not like a patented thing. Yeah. Um, because it's a it's a pocket essentially. Yeah. You know that, uh, so you can't patent that, but it is a. Um, uh, something that we put into all of our boots to make it uh, make it more comfortable. Okay. But probably the best feature on these boots, though, is right back in here, and that's called. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it's called the Achilles flex point. So if you think about what you're doing for most of the day, right? Gas, brake, gas, brake, right? And so you see how that is, you know, is it's giving basically yeah. is is already broken in it's like a shock absorber. Yeah, well, it's it's a flex point so that um, if you were looking at a, a pair of boots that you've worn for a year that were, you know, a 7-inch, 8-inch boot, mm-hmm. there's going to be a flex point, but you created it. Right. Right? So, and that's basically a lot of, you know, pressure against your Achilles. We just put that in there so that makes that much more comfortable. And you use that instead of the hard leather, you've got this this material. What do you call this material? Uh, it's Achilles flex point. No, this oh. material. 
Um, so that's a, uh, a, a breathable um, uh, uh, nylon, you know, where that's going yeah. to... So instead uh, of the leather, it's a breathable nylon. That, and this is, you said this material was called... The it's just leather, right? Oh yeah, that's all top grain U.S. leather hides. Okay. Yeah, that's just that's leather in there, and that's what that that, that kind of spring-looking thing is. But it's uh, but it's basically just the, the flex in there so that it allows you to, to yeah. move up and down on the boot. And this stuff gives you ventilation, mm-hmm. a little better ventilation with this. Um, allows it allows for breathability. Material. Yeah. There's also a a bungee pull tab. Right, so if you think about, it, I can put put my finger in there, mm-hmm. pull my boots on real easy, and then it lays flat. So it's not like some boots have a loops back in here, yeah, and it hangs up on your your pants, and people. Yeah, start and I to can't ever get you. my finger in this this loop either. Is that right? No, nah, I mean, it's like, and I got small fingers, so imagine somebody's got big sausage fingers right. <laughs> trying to you know use these tabs to pull. Any, right, I don't see how they do it. But well, either that, you or, got plenty of room with this. Yeah, yeah, get your finger in there, and then it and then it it lays flat, right? So it's a bungee. Yeah. So that snaps it snaps back into shape. Doesn't hang up, and you know people make fun of you because you're yeah. you're, you're. Well, another thing is is uh, your pants get hung up on this little tab. Exactly. Thing, so you don't get the. So ours lays flat. So that doesn't happen. Yeah. So your pants will go over the back of your boot. Right. Every time. And again, all these features that are in these products is really the result of the the 25 men and women that we have on our team that are the designers, the developers, the the sourcing people who understand how do we make a great product, Mm -hmm. right? We've made a lot of great products in the past, and now we've just been able to kind of wipe the board clean and start fresh with, you know, new designs, but, but understanding where where we came from now are they all zip ups or do you have some that are non-zip there's some non-zips so okay. um, this is the urban operator which does have the uh, the side zip on it okay um, there's the standard um, operator which doesn't have the black polishable toe and is not side it's zip. got more of this um, nylon material correct yeah, yeah. it's got the i was t- gonna ask because i, I really like that it's gonna be lighter weight too it is yeah it's lighter weight um the tpu insets basically that i that's like that boot makes it stronger and then that comes in both the black and then also in the coyote. Okay. And these are six inch? They're seven. Seven yeah. inch. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of g- cutting the difference between the standard six and eight. It is, yeah. And I think that's kind of where we where we saw it is, you know, the you know, it's it's uh, the the profile um, gives you, you know, a better uh, better comfort overall. Yeah. I'm I'm just gone over this mm-hmm. what's this one called? That's the uh, that's the operator. The operator, yeah. yeah. That's the urban operator has the black polishable toe. The the operator doesn't. Now are these <coughs> in different colors as well? That'll come. Um, the urban operator comes with the black polishable toe with a side zip, and then there's a waterproof side zip. Okay. And then this one that you're looking at here, which is the operator, is um, uh, doesn't have the side zip, and then that one also comes in coyote. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm digging that one. And you'll see in this, um, also in here, there's an inset pocket. Actually, it's a promotion that we're running on our website currently, where if you buy one of our urban operator boots, mm-hmm. you get the free uh, scorpion knife. Oh, nice. So in these boots, there's a, uh, a knife oh, pocket. we didn't talk about that. Okay. Yeah, so there's a knife pocket. Built-in pocket, yeah. So that inserts into there. And then this uh, this uh, So on the 7-inch that goes up your uh, your ankle area there, there's, mm-hmm. a little, there's a little pocket where you can put a knife or whatever. Yeah. And this knife has, uh, this, the scorpion knife has a little sheath, um, mm-hmm. and the sheath will, uh, is a level two retention. So um, there's a, a thumb release in here, mm-hmm. and then that uh, allows you to pull the skeletonized knife out and, uh, and, uh, and insert it. 
and it goes in with an audible click so that you know it's locked into uh, locked into place. Very cool. And you're running. A pro- How long is your promotion going to last? Uh, wall supplies last on that one. So okay. um, we've got uh, we just we're just releasing the urban operator boot. So um, it's a uh, if you buy one of our urban operator boots, and those are. Those are one uh, one twenty nine, mm-hmm. and then uh, one thirty nine in the waterproof version. Okay, so as we're talking, give your website so people can go and look this stuff up because then they can visually look at it while they're listening to us. Sure, yeah. The uh, website is uh, is www.firsttactical.com. Okay, very very Hello. easy, simple enough. Yep. And is this on the website now? Your it is, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the urban operator, sure. and then there's a waterproof version. And then both of those have the uh, have the promotions uh, going on with the knife, the mm-hmm. free knife. Correct. Yeah, Very free cool. knife with every uh, with every purchase. I think that'd be a good segue into your knives. Yeah, sure. sure. We're looking at some knives here too. Again, you know, in the in the knife world, right? It's almost impossible today to get a patent. Um, you know, everybody with a grinder and a garage is is trying to uh, come up with the holy grail. Right. Well, we actually came up with one with what's called the thumb bridge. Right. Okay. So the thumb bridge allows me to open the blade um, under control, and then um, it provides a platform for my thumb to be uh, put into a forward position, right? So that platform allows me to, to push down. When I'm pushing with my thumb, right, it's pushing it into my index finger. Right. And, uh, and then that whole thing is levering it up into the meat of my hand. So just right there, I've got an isometric grip, and it makes it very strong as I'm— as Keeps I'm, your hand from sliding up on the, exactly. on the blade. So this is, um, um, uh, we use the... Uh, it's a thumb bridge, is what yeah, you're calling it. thumb bridge, and that is a, that is a patented uh, item that we have on there. Okay. It's got a, a liner lock, comes in a tanto point, and then also in a spear. Um, the scales on the outside are G10 scales. Um, and then the, uh, the clip is designed so that it goes up behind the G10 scales, and then it's screwed into the, uh, the actual frame of the knife, so it's not going to break away. Gotcha. All right. There's um. What, uh, did you say what steel this was? Uh, it's 440. 440 steel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the ton, tanto blade. Yeah, tanto, and it also comes in a in a spear. And there's smaller versions of that as well. So that's the the diamond back knife. Okay. Um, if you wanted a uh, you know a smaller one uh, for smaller hands, typically there's a, a copper point uh, or copper head, sorry. And then there's also a viper, which is a stubby blade. Okay. Just depending upon what you want and, and different, uh, you know, different hand fills. Gotcha. Now, the other thing with all these knives is there's a, um, an additional tool in here. Um, oh, look at that. That's built into the, uh, to, built into the handle. Um, you know, in the law enforcement world, you're dealing with a lot of, you know, things that you don't want to touch, right? Mm-hmm. So this allows you to scrape, um, and each knife uh, comes with two of these. Right? Okay. So you can put that into, uh, you know, use that, dispose of it if you need to, or it just tucks away back into the bottom. Nice. Yeah, a little, so uh, it's just a little scraping tool, little bonus poking feature. tool, <coughs> whatever you need. If you pick don't your teeth, <laughs> if you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to scrape something that you don't want to touch, and then pick your teeth. Though. Now, what material is this? Uh, that's just a a, a polymer plastic, just some kind of polymer plate. Yeah. yeah, it's got it's kind of a little sharp on the, yeah, the it's, edges it's, there, but like it, you said, it's for scraping. It's more for scraping than it getting, is cutting, getting yeah. evidence or whatever. Right. And uh, is there a certain way? No, it just it pops just in just like that. Pops into the base. That's very cool. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that you could use that for. Yeah, we're actually uh, designing a uh, like a cuff key that could work into that same uh, same yeah. configuration. We've just had some some uh, some uh, challenges getting that to, to stick in there properly. So, yeah. but it's a nice little uh, additional. I, I just jammed it in there too far. See, see, 
It's a, Look, just like it's like hey, the laces on so your So my boots. listeners know that if you really want something tested, <laughs> send it to me because I can break it. I'll find a way <laughs> to break it. That's good. Well, we can definitely uh, we can definitely do that. I mean, I broke a Glock for God's sake. So <laughs> <laughs> piss them off royally. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's good. Cool. One other knife that we've created um, that's kind of interesting is our. Um, uh, is our Rangemaster knife. So again, it uses that same uh, thumb bridge. It's got mm-hmm. a combo uh, blade, so straight edge and then serrated, liner lock again. What makes this a Rangemaster knife is the uh, the range tool, right? So now oh, I've got the ability to adjust my uh, aim point uh, sights. There's a flathead, a six millimeter, a hex. So I've got all the, the tools that I need to adjust my optics. Right. Right. So that uh, then that just folds away. There's a glass break and then also an oxygen wrench on the outside. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a multi-tool, but it's really for everything that you'd need to use out on the range. So let's go back to this thumb bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what material is that made of? That is, uh, uh, that's a great question. Is it some kind of polymer as well? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a stiff polymer, so it doesn't yeah. flex at all. And then that's screwed um, into the, uh, to the edges of the, the edges, uh, of edges of the blade. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and it gives you know gives you a good hand fill, and again, when you were pushing, gives with your you a thumb, good uh, way to flip it out, also. Mm-hmm. And you talk about your um, the clip, your clips. Yeah, so the uh, the clip is designed so that um, you know if you can see it, it goes up and behind the outer uh, the outer edge of the uh, of the knife, and mm-hmm. then it's screwed into the uh, the actual frame. Um, it is uh, reversible. Okay, I was so if you want to switch that, uh, carry the other uh, other way, like um, then that uh, then that can uh, be done as well. Very nice. And that comes in uh, range red for range masters, but then it also comes in a black. Okay. And this is the range master. Yeah. Is it just one size, or do you have just one size? Different? Just one size for this one. Okay. The uh, the other knife that I showed you has the uh, the multiple sizes. And how do I? Re- oh, there. That's yeah, how I retract. It's a liner there. lock. Same thing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, nice. And then, and then we've got, uh, you know, a, a series of flashlights. You know, there's a lot of flashlights out on the market. So so here's something that I've been doing, and my listeners know this. Um, I've been in the process of testing out some flashlights. Okay. Uh, specifically the dual fuel flashlights okay. I've, been, I've been testing out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm interested in lights. Let's yeah, so the See what uh, you got. I like. The, I'm already liking some features I'm seeing here. We'll describe them as we talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so we've actually we've got six lights uh, total in the uh, in the line, right? And it and we kind of started with you know what's your bat, what's the the power source, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are working on a dual fuel uh, version. Good. But what we have here is just your basic, um, you know, straight s- battery, battery operated. So double A, triple A, whatever. CR one two three. CR one two three. Okay. A um, uh, a double A and then a triple A. Okay. Right. So we've got three different lights and then. Depending upon, we all, we only use Cree LEDs, so they're the highest quality uh, Cree LEDs, and uh, and then depending upon how much you know runtime and how much output that you want, do you want a single cell or do you want a double cell? Mm-hmm. And so just six lights that make it really uh, very straightforward. They're all made out of uh, an aircraft grade aluminum, so very uh, very strong and uh, and durable. 
the uh, the two larger ones have this additional feature of an interchangeable bezel that comes in with every every light. So okay. if you want a strike bezel, right? So you can uh, spin that on and then uh, and then lock it down. Okay. Or if you don't want the strike bezel on, you can just have a, a standard bezel. Nice. Right? And so that easily locks. Inter- interchangeable. And that comes exactly. with your Com- lights. Comes with it. As do batteries, right? So your first set of batteries comes, comes with you it. know comes built in. Okay. Um, the the operation on these is all um, you know real simple. So one push gives me the max output. Yeah. Two pushes is uh, is going to give me the lower output, and then I can lock that in at any point. Okay. Have you right. got the strobe? Um, you know, we didn't do the strobe, One, two, three. and the reason being is that um, you know there's some uh, some issues that can be caused by having strobes, mm-hmm. right? And you know, and, and again, in working with um, you know officers and listening to to what their needs are, they don't really use it as yeah. much as as you know. It's a kind of a more of a gimmick than it is, you know, what's what's needed. So yeah. this is going to give you that uh, that you know immediate, um, you know, light bright that light. You're gonna yeah. need. And, and then um, two times will give you a little, little dimmer light. Yeah, it drops it down. Right? Nice. So what's uh, the output on? Yeah. We're looking at the CR one two three one right now. This is the CR one two three in the double battery. That's the uh, max output. So we've got four hundred and forty. F- 444 lumens okay. um, at that level, and then it, uh, it uh, cascades down to, you know, the AAAs getting down to 70 lumens in the single. So really just depends on on what your battery source is that you want to use mm-hmm. and then what the, you know, the output and the runtime that you want for two units or two cells or, or a single cell. Gotcha. Now, the other thing that we do with all of our lights is it has the um, uh, a finger loop. Okay. Right. That's so, what I was looking at. Was yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. So it's a little, uh, little, um, you know, uh, bungee cord that works through the, uh, through the clip. And then there's a, a little uh, plastic uh, piece that runs on the outside. What this allows me to do is to operate hands-free, right? So I can climb, I can do whatever I want and, right. you know. Hook operate. it on your finger. It's there on your hand when you yeah. need it. And then you just Bring swing it, it around and then you've got it. Yeah, so you can flip that back in. And then now, is that an adjustable loop? Yeah. Can you tighten it, loosen it? Exactly. So I can, you know, work this back out, pull on the uh, uh, pull on the bungee, and then tighten it in so it makes it for a better fit. And the the material is some sort of a uh, rubber. It's a it's a plastic. Plastic. Okay. Yeah. So that outer shell, because that allows you to flip it. Yeah. Right. Because if it, it was rigid. if it was rubber, right, it would grab into your skin and it wouldn't flip as well. So that's right. why it's a. If a, you had it gloves on or something like that, this way you flip with gloves or whatever you got on. Yeah. And allows me to, you know, to have access, go hands-free, and then come back in with my light, and I've got it right there. Yeah, and the the clip is very similar to what you've got on your knives. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, it's a, a re- you know, removable, and each uh, light comes with uh, uh, with a, a a backup in there as well, just in case you pull that out. And I'm just I'm testing it. Around. I'm doing the from bright to, and it's very easy to do. Some of them you gotta. You know, yeah. really click them, but that one's. Yeah, we want it. You know, just again, point. keep it simple. Make it, uh, you know, make it easy. And, and also, what are your price points on your your lights? Yeah, the uh, from the the pen lights are you know are uh, you know twenty four ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then that goes up to the um, uh, to the fifty nine ninety nine for the two CR one two threes. Um, so, you know, you've got, uh, that's for the 444 lumen output. Okay. Again, you know, it, there, there, we were thinking about law enforcement, about public safety and, and right. it's, you know. And these, these are all fit in the palm of your hand. I mean, they're no longer than probably what, four inches. Yeah. On that one, that's four. It's about four inches. And yeah. then the, uh, the CR123, you're probably, you know, around three or somewhere. In yeah. That a little, little over three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the longest one you've got is the, the yeah. medium duty light. You're adding an extra cell. 
Okay. Right. So the the medium duty light is you know is going to be here, but you're adding an extra uh, an extra cell to it. So it's probably going to be around five six inches. Yeah. Right Very good. So there's, uh, you know, again, <clears throat> I think, you know, our, our product line is uh, we've got, uh, I think I showed you these backpacks yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, you guys are doing everything. Like I so said, you're doing the knives, you're doing the lights, you're doing the, the apparel, you've got the backpacks, you've mm -hmm. got the gun cases, uh, you've got, uh, we've got armor over here. Yeah, well, it's a, uh, some, some we're, we're, uh, we're partners with or we're uh, uh, affiliated with, uh, with Point Blank, right? Mm -hmm. So in our relationship as, you know, with, with Point Blank, um, they make, they're, you know, the largest body armor manufacturers in the, in the world doing military body armor as well as law enforcement body armor. We do uniforms, right? And so <clears throat> when we started our, um, you know, our, our uh, you know, our design elements, we're looking at, you know, how do you match, you know, a, a uniform to an outer carrier? Right. In a lot of cases, you know, outer carriers, you know, they're, you know, uh, uh, over the five-year life of a uh, of a vest, um, you know, you're going to have two or three carriers. So they never match right. And so what we did is we designed our V2 uh, pants. Um, you know, I showed you our, opera, our, our Defender pants, which mm -hmm. are kind of the special operations. Our V2 pants are our everyday pant. Okay. Um, so, you know, we looked at that and we said, okay, there's um, a lot of pants out there. Some of them are as much as 75 or $80 for a pair of tactical pants. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, we know what those cost to make, right? We made them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we looked at that and we said, okay, what are the features that we need to put in there? And then how do we make that at... A law enforcement price or a public safety price so we're at 49.99 for our v2 pants. and you sell to civilians too right oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean our you know so we get a lot of listeners that uh, i mean yes we have a lot of law enforcement military listeners but we also have you know just your everyday operator you know mm -hmm. like to go out and sure. operate at the range or for sure know, and that's you know we've designed those those products again just to be um you know mindful of you know what these pants are going to go through or what are the gear is going to go through it's it's not tactical it's tactical yeah. and it's it's something where we're designing these products that are going to be used and, and function they're, they're tools i yeah. mean essentially that's that's what they are they're tools that you have to use and to spend you know eighty dollars on a pair of pants you know to me is crazy that i'm going to go beat up i mean those are dress slacks <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I don't want to go jump fences and, and go through yeah. you know, the O course or whatever. I mean, I want to make sure that I've got, um, you know, something that's going to be durable, functional, comfortable. But, you know, hey, if I tear the pants, it's not going to it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. If I have right. to go get another pair. So that's our you know, that's our, our core you know, product. Line. A lot of these guys are, you know, we're having to buy this stuff on their own, too, on their own dime. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so one it of the really th helps them out. That one you of the guys are bringing in at this price point, this quality. Sure. And then one of the things that we're doing for uh, for this conference for FLIOA mm -hmm. is that we're offering a um, uh, a, uh, a discount code to be used on our website, and nice. it's just as simple as go on to the website, you know, pick the items that you want, and in the checkout you just type in F L E O A, and that'll give you twenty five percent off um, on any of those purchases. Okay. FLIOA, you're right, FLIOA. So that's so the, that's just here for the conference. So you guys don't go to the website and, and put that code in because you might get. A twenty-five percent discount. That was it? Twenty, yeah, twenty-five percent off on any of any purchases, and then on, on top of that discount, we're also going to make a contribution to FLIOA to help uh, their organization and, and help fund their nice. Efforts. And I'm just kidding, guys. This is this is uh, available to you lead heads as well. So <laughs> for sure. So go to their website, which is firsttactical.com. Firsttactical.com. And 
peruse the website. There's there's a bunch of options there. You guys are going to find something that you got to have, want to have, mm-hmm. and use that code FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, mm-hmm. 25% off 25% your entire off. order and an additional. And then we're going to give 10% to the organization to nice. help fund their, uh, fund their efforts. So that's another way that you guys can help our buddies at FLEOA. All right. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for offering that to our listeners as well. Absolutely. Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's great to, uh, to be part of uh, this organization. I really appreciate the time. We've had some really good uh, off-mic off, uh, conversations oh, about yeah. uh, some new design elements. And, you know, again, that's our, our mission is to— And I want to talk to you because you said something about waterproof over there and that add to our conversation. So <laughs> we'll talk about that off-air too. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Very good. So, guys, definitely go and uh, show First Tactical some love. Uh, Bob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, and uh, hopefully we can get together and uh, uh, maybe do some other things for the lead heads. That's, uh, that maybe sounds do some good. giveaways or something. Yeah, we could do some uh, lead head embroidered uh, polos. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> I'm digging that. I'm digging that. Yeah, there's uh, we can definitely do that. That's not a problem. <clears throat> All right, guys, we will be back with more from the Flioa. I don't uh, what annual. It's 25th. 25th, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here in Baltimore, Maryland. There you go. So that wraps up part one of our coverage of the 25th Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association's National Conference. Need you leadheads to do me a favor. Go and subscribe to FLEOA's social media pages. They just started those, and we need to show them our support. Uh, Instagram, they've got two. It's FLEOA.org, F-L-E-O-A-O-R-G, and then F-L-E-O-A Foundation. So they've got two. You guys go give them a like there. Let them know you're leadheads, and you heard them here on the Talking Lead podcast, supporting our federal law enforcement men and women. And First Tactical, really awesome of them to step up and offer that discount code. Uh, it's FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, if you go to First Tactical's website. I mean, you guys are going to find something there that you got to have. They have a full line of tactical and just just useful products with their apparel, their flashlights, their knives, their bags. They've got some really nice bags. I mean, they've just got a, they got a full line of bags there for, for any need that you can think of. They're, they've got them there, so check them out. FirstTactical.com. Use the code FLEOA. You're going to get 20%. No, you're going to get 25% off. uh, And then they're going to donate an additional 10% to FLEOA. So make sure you go use that that code there. And then coming up in part two, we're going to have interviews from Medicine in Bad Places. Tony over at Medicine in Bad Places. We've got Chip with Geisley Automatics. And we've got our good buddy David with Mission First Tactical. So another line of awesome interviews coming from our trip to the FLEOA National Conference there in Maryland. And you're not going to want to miss part two either because we've got some discount codes there that you're definitely going to want to take advantage of too. So go and support those that support the Talking Lead podcast, Modern Spartan Systems. And those codes that we've got set up with them, it's TLCP15, and that's going to get you 15% off any of their products at Modern Spartan Systems, and then they're going to donate an additional 15% to another great organization, 
Camp Patriot. So go uh, Modern Spark Systems, show them some love there. Uh, Keltec, definitely always go show them some love, show them some support for their new 22 pistol that they just released, the CP17. Uh, give them some support on that. Uh, I know they don't need it. I mean, it's going to be a popular hit. It's gonna, they're going to sell a million of those things. So uh, just make sure that you get to your local dealer and uh, secure you one. You're going to want it. They're pretty cool. Then as you've been listening, you know that we've had uh, some awesome giveaways to celebrate our 300th episode. Uh, we're at three. I think that was, this is 316 right now and, and, and counting. And we've still got some awesome prizes that we're going to be giving away. But a huge thanks to Glock, x Steel Targets, Dooley Defense, 1776, United, ASP. They've got those flashlights. ASP still has that discount code set up for you leadheads. If you go to their website, ASPUSA.com, any of their flashlight or flashlight accessories, if you use the code LED20, you're going to get 20% off any of those on their website. So I'm out there hitting the pavement, getting you guys awesome deals, bringing you cool prizes and giveaways. Show Talking Lead love, show our sponsors love, show the friends of the show love. And you do that by going to their website, using these discount codes, buying their products, and giving them support on the social media. Uh, You guys know better than anybody that those platforms are choking down anything dealing with Second Amendment, firearms, uh, law enforcement, military men and women. Uh, They're choking us down. They're trying to suppress our voices. And you guys can combat that by going to Talking Lead, liking, reposting, going to our sponsors, liking, reposting their posts that they do there. That's how we're going to get our message out is grassroots through you, the Leadhead Brigade, our listeners, our friends, our family. You've got to get out there. You've got to share this stuff because they're not letting us boost these anymore. I mean, even though we want to give them money, they're not letting us do that. Uh, and they're choking us down. So, I mean, we're reaching a small percentage of the people who have gone on and said, hey, I like your page. I'd like to get more information when you make posts. You know, our stuff only goes out to like 1% if we're lucky. So help us out. Help our sponsors out. Help the friends of the show out. That's how you do it, guys. Keep tuning in every week to the Talking Lead Podcast. And like I said, part two is coming up with these awesome interviews. And it's going to be back-to-back with this one. So be on the lookout. It's going to be posted soon. But until then, and as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs>